What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast, aka Britney Show. Yeah, woo, woo. So, uh, so what's 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 this episode all about, Britney? Me. Yeah, is it? Yeah. So specifically, take her away. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be a whole lot of me making up my own soundtrack over here in the corner to fill voids. Well, as you guys know, Brittany's birthday was last week, and or technically, March 20th. yeah, March twentieth. So it was a little over a week ago for you guys, about a week and a half. So we figured uh, we would do an episode for Brittany since we do it for all of our, you know, the people that work behind the scenes that we can. Um, maybe we'll have some of the writer guys come on for their birthday or something. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's Brittany's birthday celebration. And, and she wants to call it the greasy hobo, which is why we're celebrating her birthday. She's a greasy hobo. I'm a greasy hobo's person. <laughs> we don't, it, I don't have a home at all. <laughs> part of the reason we're calling it that guys though, is actually because we watched two movies this week that Brittany wanted to talk and about this week. And those are the greasy strangler. And Hobo with a Shotgun. So get locked and ready. Yeah. You ready. It just shoots out grease. You're a bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. Bullshit artist. (laughs) Uh, My favorite memory from Mad Monsters. All that. Me and Michael St. Michael screaming bullshit artists at each other for 20 minutes. (laughs) He's amazing. He's a pretty fun guy. He's kind of like he is in the movie, but not. You know, he's like a sweet guy. He's almost exactly like that. He's just not a creep. Yeah, exactly. He's not the creepy guy that he plays in there. But like his personality, that is Michael St. Michael. He's not creepy like Grandpa from fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we uh, decided that, uh, uh, have you been doing anything cool this week? I mean... Well, I'm going to, I'm performing in LA on Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, with the Agents of Lust at the Dark Circus, which is a really cool event that they do once a year. We performed there last, two years ago? Last year? I don't fucking remember. I think it was last year. But yeah, it's cool. It's going to be fun. We get to celebrate and we'll perform around midnight ish. So it'll be Easter, AKA April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is perfect. God damn, so dude. Hopefully we can crucify someone. The biggest the holiday of the year. <laughs> April <laughs> Fool's Day? <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? I forgot. What is today? Today? Yeah. Is when is that? 29th. When is that? Fuck. Sunday. I don't even know. I need to watch out because Easter, people always fuck with me on those days. Easter and April Fool's Day are on Sunday. 
Fuck it. Tits. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's always Sunday. Why do I just forget that? I don't know. I don't. I was like, I thought it was like the third Thursday, and, no, and I'm like, that's Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> it's Sunday. I always remember that because we always had to go to church on but Easter. But I feel like it was always like more towards the middle or end of Easter, and now it's like the literally the first day or Easter of April. But now it's literally the first day, and I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> Religion is stupid. I don't understand your holidays. <laughs> Fuck <Wow>. Easter. <laughs> Why do you follow pagan holidays uh, uh, calendar, huh? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Actually, did you know, and this was something that, you know, with Halloween used to be in March, I think it was. It should be on my birthday. <laughs> it was sometime, and then they moved it to, like, October, and then they, like, changed things around to try to get pagans into Christianity. Uh, so... It's a pretty interesting story. We we covered it in our Halloween episode, not last year, but the first year we did this. I was like, no, we didn't. Yeah, it's interesting though. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. I did, but I'm I just look, you know. I'm gonna listen now because it's I'm pretty curious. interesting. Yeah, we go over all kinds of stuff. That's fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Saturday. I'm excited for tomorrow. I get to go see a non horror movie, which is pretty much the only thing I feel safe about watching, without like you know feeling like I owe. What are you watching? Some sort of explanation of, of not necessarily because I'm so cool and everybody wants to know what I so think. Cool. No, it's just it's just like I want to if I'm doing horror, I want it to be a part of the podcast, period. Right. Like, um, but yeah, we're going to watch Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's tonight, actually. <laughs> Fucking suck a dick. Maybe that's what yeah. I'll do tomorrow night because I'm not. We're going anything. during the day tomorrow. I, I, you, I, work. I twisted her arm to go see it. Oh. And we're going to go see it in 3D. That's how I want to see it. Yeah, I think it's the best way to go see it. For sure. Um, So we'll see if that's any good. Um, I want to go see it now. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Also, the Ghost Adventures just started back up, and it's part of the same season, so you don't have to buy a whole new season for those of you who listen and do watch. I actually was like having a hell of a time. I was like, where's season 20? Where's season 20? You're like pacing around the house. Jesus. And like I was cutting myself and I was like crying. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No. my life. Although Christina would probably be like, yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, she should pop her head in here and yeah, be like, well, don't lie. I get, I get panicked whenever I want to relax and nothing works. You know what I mean? Oh, you do. <laughs> like, I get pissed Freak because out. I get, I get like, it's like, this is my time. Like, everything should fucking work. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, God forbid I allotted myself some time to take a nap. I know. I'm like, I, I'm I like nap. flicking off the ceiling like, fuck you. I get so mad. I yeah. do too, man. Kick shit. Um, <laughs> like punch walls. But, but we figured it out. It was in the same season. So it's season 19. This so there's like. I need medication. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need to. why too. we all need medication. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking uh, murder each I think other. we should just probably get more guns. Maybe not. Oh, I'm kidding. brilliant! <laughs> it's a great idea. I've been playing Far Cry Five a lot on the stream <laughs> and fart. shit. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Actually, fart cry? yeah, Groovinator always says that. Um, <laughs> what? He calls it Fart Cry. Who the fuck's Groovinator? Uh, he's one of the guys. He's a, his Adam. His name's Adam. Cute. He's a buddy of mine. Uh, he listens to the podcast and hangs out in the chat for the stream. So. Sub Groovinator. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> for many of you guys out there that watch the stream, you'll know exactly who he is. No, but, but like, in the, there's a lot of people like giving the score bad scores because it didn't dive into, it's like too like, I don't want to piss anybody off oh. with like a political story. And I think a lot of like people were expecting it to be like, ha ha, fuck you, uh, Christianity. Like, so fuck they you. they pussed out. Yeah. So, that well, I don't think it's pussing out. Like, think about it, dude. Oh, like, I don't want to lose money. You're, you're yeah, putting like a hundred million dollars into something. You don't want to go, hey, fuck half my money. Yeah. 
Makes sense. I don't think, I they mean, were smart about it's it. not really necessary anyway. Like, the story didn't need it to be good. Um, so I don't know, but called fart cry. It's pretty great. Right. In my opinion. It's fucking great. Good enough. (laughs) Dude, I've been laughing my ass off playing that game, dude. Like getting attacked by bears and shit. You can. Oh, it's it's hilarious. (laughs) Dude, you can, you can make a bear your pet and he can go off and run off and kill people. And then like, there's like a dog one and there's like a cougar one named Peaches. Uh, The bear is called Cheeseburger. Shut the fuck up. And then the dog is Boomer, which is super fucking cute, by the way. I yeah. I just I want a bear named Cheeseburger now. It's it's funny because like at night it. when I'm playing, Murray's like sleeping in with her, and then um, I'll be like, "Oh, that's a good boy, Boomer," and then Murray will come running in like, "I'm a good boy, huh? <laughs> Me, I'm a good boy." Aww. <laughs> and I'm like, "Not Murray. you, stupid! The oh fucking my... game." Fuck you! You cannot say that to your dog. <laughs> I'll take your dog home right now if you say that to your dog. <laughs> I do. I would never. Already... I mean, I say shit like that to him because it's just silly. I already threatened to kidnap Murray every day, so <laughs> <laughs> don't give me reason. <laughs> but we got some pretty cool uh, Easter slash birthday stuff for Brittany to talk about or do today. You don't. Christina made some special treats for her. Oh, oh I forgot. God, yeah. I forgot the bunny. By the way, where's my bunny? It's in the. It's in the tray. Of the, oh, I can't the eat shots. that right now. Anyway, I'll die. Yeah, it's too much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it might be that time, Brittany. I am your god. Jesus. Horse shots. All right, guys. So as you already know, we're going to be talking about two movies this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about. Hobo with a shotgun, and of course... The Greasy Strangler. So we decided to do a combo shot where we kind of mix the two movies into one shot this time, which we typically do not. We usually pick one and then stick with that. But we figured, why not? Let's fucking do it. So uh, we came up with what we're calling the Greasy Shotgun. And of course, no, it is not an NRA-approved dildo like you all may be thinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sell them online for $1.99 or $199. It comes automatic or semi-automatic. $199.99. It'll be it's a, You can get this fine device in two different speeds, semi-automatic or automatic. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I got carried away a little bit. Sorry, guys. We try not to dip into too much politics, but, you know. Choose your pump flavor. (laughs) There's American. (laughs) Not American. Tastes like cheeseburgers and french fries. (laughs) That's what everybody thinks outside of the United States. There's a quarter pounder with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, now that we've uh, completely derailed, we've set up... (laughs) We set up a horror shot ten over here for anyone that's thirsty or still alive. Yeah. Uh, let's Welcome. see here. Uh, so what we decided to do, okay, in the Greasy Strangler, they have grease all over the fucking place, and and fucking one of the characters, uh, fucking old Ronnie. What do they call him? Big Ronnie. Big Ronnie. Big Ronnie. 
is always putting grease on everything, like his sausage, his bacon, his toast, his grapefruit. Everything has to be extra greasy. Yes. And it certainly does not mean that he's the greasy strangler. Why would you think that? Yeah. Fuck you. Get that out of your brain. (laughs) So while we've been making some special shots, actually, why don't we talk about what Christina made? Yeah. Christina put together some Cadbury eggs, and I'm going to put this up on the site so that you guys can make it. Now, I don't know 100% of the ingredients, but I believe that she used vodka. She also used... Uh, banana pudding, or not banana, vanilla pudding, caro syrup, and red food coloring to make like an Evil Dead blood thing for her, for Brittany, because Brittany's a huge Evil Dead fan. For me. But she hollowed out the Cadbury eggs, emptied out all the sugary goodness in there, and then filled it up with all this stuff. Which is the best part of yeah. Cadbury. And Brittany eggs. actually ate one, and then you and put I the. I died. Yeah. And then you <laughs> put it, you cut the tip off, just the tip. And then you put the tip back on after you fill it up, okay? And then you put them in an egg carton case so that you don't spill them out. Spill, spill put them back in the fridge. Spill them over. Spill, spill them over. over. <laughs> yeah, but so I died, and that's actually me going to be resurrected on Sunday. But if you guys want to know how to make that, I mean, it may be a little bit past it, but you might be able to grab some cheap Cadbury eggs since they're, like, seasonal. Um and delicious. But for the greasy shotgun, not NRA approved, by the way, guys, just saying, uh, we took some of that banana, or, or God damn it, we took some of that vanilla pudding, we took uh, about a third of banana pudding, or God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> vanilla pudding, you fucking idiot! Vanilla, it's vanilla! It's fucking vanilla! It's fucking vanilla! <laughs> Neighbors are like, someone's getting murdered next door. Oh my God, they're screaming, it's fucking <laughs> yeah, vanilla. Everyone's dying next door, please help us! And it's going to be sticky. All right. Now we're just taking shots, neighbors. Calm down. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so they took vanilla pudding. Just make sure I did that right. Vanilla pudding, one third. Then you do one third Malibu rum and one third 99 bananas. Since we have an, an insane amount of 99 bananas, we figured why not. But... Lo and behold, when you mix these and you stir them all together in another cup or shake it, stir it, whatever you want to do, put a, you know, make sure it's cold. You put like an ice cube or something in it. It mixed together. It smells like fucking banana cream pie, guys. I kid you not. He's not lying. <laughs> it's really fucking smells absolutely goddamn ridiculously good. I have the giggles right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Over here fucking dying. Oh, we're talking lie. about NRA shotguns, murdering people, <laughs> fuck it in the fucking... Oh, wait, no, wait, NRA dildo shotguns. (laughs) (laughs) And the surprising thing is, is I probably would see that. Oh, yeah. You know, like, hey, guys, come on down to the dildo emporium and get what caliber dildo you would love. (laughs) All right. So the cool, the kicker of this is to make this the the greasy shotgun, the shotgun being the shotgun that the hobo used in Hobo Hobo with a Shotgun. And then... We use the ingredients to kind of mimic the grease from the greasy like it, strangler. It looks like it just liquidy. Yeah, but, you know, it's a shot. We have to drink it. Otherwise, I don't want to pour, like, syrup in my mouth, you know? <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no. You're kidding. No, me. I don't want to swallow a fucking caro load in my throat, you know? <laughs> Anyway, we put this like, we put this in a shotgun shell that we bought on uh, Amazon years ago. The internet. <laughs> and you can get these in like four packs, I think. But they're like a shotgun shell casing. 
you know, no buckshot included, by the way. So it's just a shot glass, and I figured it'd be They're appropriate. So cute. I think we did this for. Didn't you guys do this for the <clears throat> Evil Dead shot? Uh, we did it for we the. Did it for something, I think. We the the smells of. like Teen Spirit shot that we did oh. for Kurt Cobain. Oh. <laughs> That's brilliant. That was a listener submission, <laughs> by the funny. way. Yeah. I love it. It's intelligent. It was uh, vanilla vodka and um, fireball. Get it? Smells like teen spirit. Oh, my God. Because when you're a teenager, you would drink stupid shit like that. You would. We still drink stupid shit like so that. So it was like a double for entendre. Forever teenagers. Right. Yeah, all right. You ready to do this? Cheers. I stuck my tongue in it, and it's really strong. <laughs> See how it tastes. You ready? I did. I am your God. Cheers. <laughs> That was good. The wow, that is surprisingly good. The pudding all seeps to the bottom, so that's what you get last. So it's nice because it kind of coats everything. Mine didn't seep to the bottom. Oh, I stirred that did. shit. Mine did. That was good though. Woo! It's strong, strong though. Yeah. <laughs> How much ninety nine bananas? Oh, you yeah, that bitch? stuff is strong. Actually, guys, this is really good. If you want to try it out and you like banana cream pie. I would highly recommend it. I love banana cream pie. So if you're into that kind of thing, I think it would be perfect. And honestly, I thought that the banana or the God damn it! Ah! The vanilla pudding was going to be really bad, but it wasn't. (laughs) Anyway, if you would love to try one of our banana pudding shots, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You son of a bitch! (laughs) Uh, If you try a greasy shotgun. Just head on down to the Horror Shot Emporium at Long Live the Void. Fuck it. Dot <laughs> com, long yeah. Live the Void. I give it. up. Fuck it. I don't know. That's it for Horror Shots. Okay, guys, so I think it's time for us to step into some of the news this past week, and we'll be bringing that up for you right fucking now. It's the fucking news! Here is the fucking news. All right, guys, so we're back to do the news, and there's a few things I thought were pretty interesting. We kind of tossed back and forth what we thought was interesting and then uh, came together with five choice picks. One of them happens to be one of my picks, which is Chud Lives which is a brand new anthology based on the original movies. So if you're a fan of Chud 1 and 2, known as Cannibalistic Humanoid Underdwellers, or C.H.U.D.1 <laughs> and 2, <clears throat> but the Chud was the second one, they're going to be doing an entire anthology. So there's going to be a brand new original Chud stories, um, and it's not a joke, like this is a real thing. Basically, this is what it's going to be coming out April 27th from Crystal Lake Publishing called Chud Lives. It's a tribute anthology of original Chud fiction from some of today's top horror and sci-fi writers. The stories in the anthology, and this is what they say, expand the world created by the film and add depth to Chud universe like never before. From stories of apocalyptic horror and all-out monster action to tales of underground parties interrupted by uninvited guests and even strolls that end in death, this anthology will leave you both smiling and breathless. Relieve the fear as these original stories take you beyond the movie. 
<laughs> I almost said void. Plug. To events that occurred before, during, and after the scenes we remember oh so well. Also, they said, Chud Lives, with an introduction by David Drake and compiled by Eric S. Brown, also features in-depth interviews with the movie's producer, Andrew Boname, its screenwriter, Parnell Hall, and never-before-seen behind-the-scenes photos from the classic 80s horror film. The full lineup is a long list, and I will just link you to them, but some of the names that I saw, um, are these are going to be by different people, Dog Walker, The Dwellers, Date Night, Strange Gods, Lost and Found, They Are Chud, Chad, C.H.A.D. Play on words, stuff like that. But you can pre order a copy of the actual anthology today called Chud Lives. It's basically just a book. So it's not going to be like a TV show or anything like that. But I think for fans who are looking for something like that, I think that they might actually get into it uh it's only 3.99 too so you might as well pick it up it's what what the fuck why not i i'm probably gonna pick it up for 3.99 i can't go wrong no no you can't (laughs) so like even if i get a mild entertainment out of it but um it was worth that four dollars right i don't think it's that bad digital you can get it on uh amazon skip your coffee for a day right Buy a movie. Buy an experience. Yeah, buy buy a lifelong... Buy an experience. Passionate. If you're a fan of Chad, you owe it to yourself. Sorry. You do. You have to. It's a requirement. <laughs> so you had some other news. So any of you guys that are big Netflix users might have already seen this, but I'm going to tell you anyway because I fucking can. So season two of A Series of Unfortunate Events will air on Netflix on March 30th. So by the time you guys hear this, it's already going to have aired. But right now we're recording it. That's fucking it's a day tomorrow. before, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like insanely excited. Um, Mouse and I were like browsing the fucking channels on Netflix or whatever on Saturday. I think it was Saturday. I was pretty drunk. That never happens. <laughs> I'm a saint. I don't get drunk. <laughs> You're yeah, right. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I think you're on this show, so I think it's pretty much a prerequisite. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a requirement. Um, he makes me drink. Yeah, that I can outdrink Alex was my requirement. I woke up I with passed. my pants down. I don't we know. All did. Like, everybody was naked, and we don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, so we we saw that it was on there, and I was like, "Whoa, my god!" And there's so there is a trailer in true Lemony Snicket fashion. There is this glorious teaser trailer that's been released um, on Netflix. You can watch it and get an idea of what's coming in season two for all of you that are fans. Um, all I know is that I'm very excited because they're going to be touching base on one of my favorite books, and I cried about it because I was that excited, and I was also really drunk. Tell them about the theme that it is. So this time. it's well, this is going to be. I'm assuming going across how they have been. So it's going to be the next couple of books. Um, So the Carnivorous Carnival is going to be included this time from what I've seen in the leaks from the trailer. Um, So if they don't fucking do that and all they did was for whatever reason have a circus in the background, I'm going to be really pissed. But I feel like that's they're actually going to do it. Yeah, they're probably like leading midway it. through the season, and there's only supposed to be three seasons of this show. Is what's rumored. So. Which makes sense because they can't, there's only like, I want to say like 12, I can't remember how many there are in the series specifically, but 12 or 13 books-ish. So it's not going to go on forever. I've never read a single one of them. This was my childhood. Sure. This and the original Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was like my fucking life. I read that, but that's old as fuck. But yeah, season two, Serious Unfortunate Events is happening on the 30th 
of March, a.k.a. it's already past the 30th of March, so watch it because you're fucking late. Yeah, so booyah in your face. Fuckers. Uh, Love that shit. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So it just got posted today. Dread Central posted it. It was uh, Cinema Blend recently had the chance to chat with uh, the producers, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller, about what they can expect, what we can expect to see from the new Duke Nukem live action movie. And specifically that, yes, John Cena is their main go-to for the role of the big blonde badass, which is highly sexualized and everything else. If you've ever played the games, like, you know. So it's going to be interesting. But it says he is, yes, Form said. We don't have a script yet, so that is confirmed at this point. But if he reads the script and he doesn't like the script, I'm sure there are ways that he could pull out. (laughs) <laughs> perfect perfect that's like so dude nukem right there they don't even realize it but they weren't even making a joke but right now he's our guy they didn't even skip a beat it was like but yeah so anyway so it's gonna be about tone that's about tone form and fuller said how do you nail that tone in the way that deadpool nailed the tone i think we have to do that and it's if we challenge. don't get that tone right then we're not going to make the movie so that's what they said about that. Says, you know, you have having a misogynistic guy in today's world. How do you make the fun and lovable at the same time? He's got to be an incredible badass. So those are things that we're struggling with and we're trying to come out with that. And I hope it's a really fun ride. That's the goal is for it to be really fun. Ride. Isn't like Duke Nukem supposed to be this like sexy hunk of man meat or whatever well he's just you know he's like a johnny bravo he's like like, a arnold schwarzenegger ripoff with with blonde hair pretty much yeah but is he so he's like but he's sexualized right like oh yeah there's like whatever in some of the earlier games there was like girls on stripper poles and then like movies like sexy stuff all over the place but they're trying to sleep with him that's what I'm asking. I think so, yeah. Okay. I, I can't. I, I, it's been a while since I played them all, but I own them Good all. Good luck to them making John Cena appealing. Yeah. Because he's not attractive. <laughs> <laughs> At least to me. I don't know. He is, <laughs> he is like marrying a really fucking hot chick or married a hot chick. That does not whatever, mean that you're hot, okay? It doesn't. Giant nylon sack full of meat. I just don't see a him. head. Honestly, so not. I mean, he's very nice, but he's just not fucking attractive. Content aside, I don't, I don't know that he's enough character role i don't think so for that part and i honestly think he'll back out i think he'll pull out yeah <laughs> he doesn't want to put a baby in it <laughs> he's not yeah, ready. yeah he's gonna have to that shit's gonna haunt him for fucking 20 years until he kicks it out and gets in a car <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> kicks it out kicks it out uh, anyway on. yeah moving on <laughs> Anyway, we got some more news about something that's happening a, uh, a little ways away from <laughs> us. Yeah, it's but, a little ways away from us for now. We have the news on. But it's um, coming for both sides. Oh, it's coming. It's coming hard. Good God, Brittany. Um, so this is a Christian radio show. I am your God. <laughs> Suck a dick. Um, Universal Orlando has officially announced that they will be opening their annual Fright Fest Halloween Horror Nights on September 14th. And it will run through select nights um, or on select nights through November 3rd. The park promises that this year will be the most intense yet, bringing some of the most terrifying names in horror, both from the past and the present, to life in nine all new haunted houses and five sinister scare zones throughout the entire park. Um, And they said to make sure the fans get the full experience, Universal Orlando is running a deal through June 6th. 
where anyone who buys a ticket for a night of Halloween Horror Nights will get a second night free. There are different packages ranging from just a flex ticket to a full hotel package. Um, so you can go on their website and figure it out what you want to do. Um, they haven't made any specific announcement for um, the Universal in LA. Yeah. Um, which is closer to us. Which is and, the one we went to last year. Yeah, a yeah. lot of other people. But I don't think theirs is as big as Florida's because Florida's is a fucking gigantic ass park. So Right. Um, but either way, and we don't know what the themes are going to be just yet, but I think they tend to mirror the themes. In uh, no, not necessarily. They separate. They do do a little bit separately sometimes. Yeah, so well, at least that's what they smaller. did last year. I'm kind of fresh to this whole thing, so I don't even know hundred yeah. percent, but I think they're doing, God, what was it? It was some big classic one, and I don't quote me on this guys, but I, I saw it recently and we were going to use it for the news, but we ended up not doing news that week so i think it was the exorcist but i could be yeah, wrong the exor- they did exorcist last year <clears throat> no they didn't i could have sworn they did they did the shining last year and the year before that was texas chainsaw and i was pissed i didn't go yeah they didn't do i don't think they did that one all i know is it's awesome if you've never been go at least yeah. at some point make sure you work out for a few months before you go to by the way guys because i'm fucking i mean i know i'm not in the best shape ever but I've never had my feet hurt that bad in Aww. my entire life. We had to literally, I think I walked 20 miles, 27 miles that day. You walk a lot. It's a lot of walking. Yeah, and there's nowhere to fucking sit in California. But I don't know what it's like in, in Orlando. It's probably the same. They like throw out benches so they can fit more people in there. I, um, that pisses me off. Like There's I, nowhere to sit. Like, I wore really? fucking wedge heels like a moron. So I was like, oh, they're Skechers. They're comfortable. It's fine. It's no. not a big deal. <laughs> the end of the day my calves were like screaming Dude. at me like i was fine up until like we stopped moving and then once you get started again and all the blood goes back down to your feet you're like fuck my life this hurts uh, but i was fine the next day yeah but we, we i go went hiking to eat and, and i stuff. work out all the time so yeah see i don't know man Here lies the difference alex <laughs> nobody nobody was doing too well we were hurting pretty bad that oh yeah day. no it's, and there were people that did that did walk around a lot but rough. i'm just saying get on the fucking treadmill a couple of months before Prep yourself. On an on a every other day basis. Yeah, because it's a lot of walking. It's Especially, a lot of standing, a lot of walking, and yeah. the only seats that you can get is when you pay to be a customer at the food places. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Go to the Three Broomsticks because Harry Potter Land has the best food. Oh, is it? That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's only best like food. $70 a meal. No, it's actually not that bad. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, and I was like, oh, it costs more to drink there. Well, and in the last bit of news for those of you who are fans of Behind the Mask, the Woo! rise of Leslie Vernon, there might be a sequel incoming. A lot of people have been talking about this. They've been pushing this movie to try to happen, and it looks like they may actually do something because, as we learned on their Facebook page, they just posted this picture of a bunch of people sitting around a table with a bunch of notepads and drinks and like they would to talk about a script or something. And then one of them, the person who's holding the camera, takes a picture of some of the words on it and it says underneath, it says, uh oh, what the hell is going on here? Anyone? Anyone? And then it says movie magic, hashtag movie magic, hashtag it's happening. So what the fuck else does that mean? Now, they do have a comic book. So, I mean, it's very possible. But I think to post that on the official page of Facebook would be kind of shitty to their fans if they did something stupid like that. This has been something that's been like rumored to be in the works like 
forever. Yeah, and they they even have like sort of an idea of what they were going to do with this too. By the way, um, it says here that this is what we last heard about before the mask which is what the title is, the loose title that they're calling it. Before the mask, we'll pick up where behind the mask left off with Vernon, disappointed that his fame did not catch on, but ready to get back to work. With Before the Mask, Glosserman seeks to create a spree make or a mashup of sequel, prequel, and remake that will deconstruct and comment on the archetypes of prequels, sequels, and remakes, which would totally make sense. Yep. I mean, that's what the whole fucking thing is about. Yeah. So... I am all about it. I actually oh, yeah. really like that movie. It's been a while movie. since I've seen it, but uh, maybe we should do it soon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. It's been on there for a while. Yep. <laughs> I'll probably take it off now that we talked about it. What do you guys think about this news to this week? Um, what do you think? Are you excited for a new Leslie Vernon? I'm pretty sure 98% of you are, but um, if I you haven't seen hard. it, get to it. It's fucking good. Get to it. It's really funny. It's like it's really hilarious. good. And then it does something completely different in the middle of the movie that you would never expect. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty fucking glorious. But that's it for the news. All right, guys. So we're back to do our flesh and potatoes of what are you calling this? Greasy hobo. What is it? The greasy hobo. The greasy hobo. And we're going to go ahead and do that shit right now for Britney's birthday. Party. Me. (laughs) So let's do that right now. Right now. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to do our flesh and potatoes right now, and we're going to kick it off with Hobo with a Shotgun. Woo! Then we'll do Greasy Strangler next. Yes. Uh, so, Hobo with a Shotgun came out in 2011. It's about a homeless vigilante that blows away crooked cops, pedophile Santas, pedophile? Pedophile Santas and other scumbags with his trusty pump-action shotgun. And that's really all you need to know. I mean, honestly, the rest is in the story, so you might as well just watch the movie if you haven't. But it it was directed by Jason Eisner, who also did the short Treevenge. He also did Hobo with a Shotgun, which was a fake trailer. Shocker. um, That spawned all this interest and got him attention to do a real movie for it, so... Uh, he helped on the story for Grindhouse, which is one of the people that actually, the, the group that did this, hey, let's make some fake trailers up, and uh, try, we wanted some fake trailers, so submitted. It was this contest. Um, so it was also VHS2 he was in, ABCs of Death. He's working on a few untitled projects currently. Call It's like one of them's like a techno thriller, and another one's an underwater film, so I don't know what that one's going to be. Mermaids. Yeah, right. Uh, it's also written by John Davies, who also worked on all the films that director Jason Eisner did, except for Grindhouse. He also did the original short VHS 2 and, and a few other things that he's working on, like The Luckiest Unlucky Man in the World. Uh, it was one of the, his shirts. Shorts. <laughs> shirts and shorts. Wow, I must have gotten distracted. Shorts somehow. and shirts. This movie stars none other than legend Rudger Hauer, better known for his part in Blade Runner. He was also in Batman Begins. 
A little movie we talked about once. Split Second. Did you? Were you there for that one? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's done Deadlock. Or I was uh, all excited because I love Brooker Hauer. <laughs> yeah, like there was a. There, he's just done. He's like a, a huge '80s '90s action star. Uh, he's one of those guys that didn't want to change his name and Hollywood wanted him to and he was like nah fuck it and made it anyway because he's so such a badass uh but Rucker Hauer is in this movie he, oh you want to change that name that's that name what I'm thinking brilliant. like he like they kept urging him to do it but he didn't want to do you it change it to Matthew McConaughey yeah that's what I was like <laughs> kind of equally stupid <laughs> kind of weirded out by that also in the movie is Rob Wells better known for the trailer park boys which you probably already know who he is he plays Ricky uh, he was in quite of a few other things since then, uh, but he does still do a lot of the Trailer Park Boys stuff. And even the director, Jason Eisner, did like a TV movie thing or not TV movie, but uh, like a, the making of Trailer Boys, the Trailer oh, yeah. Park Boys. Uh, but he's also done some other work and some other areas with that. <laughs> he, he's even done uh, stuff in Archer. He did Would You Rather, the movie. Uh, Goon, he was a production assistant on. Uh, he's done a lot of different works. He was in Boondock Saints 2 uh, as Jimmy the Gopher. So he's done a lot of work there. Also, it stars. There's so many people in this movie a that... Lot that have done stuff, but I'm just going to point out a few that I think uh, need to be a little bit, uh, given a little bit of spotlight. Brian Downey, who plays the the main guy for this movie, who is Drake. He's been in the show Lex. He was a big part of the Lex show, actually, which I actually enjoyed. I thought that was like a weird show. Have you, did you ever watch Lex? Nope. Okay. He, he was in that. You should watch it. I think it's still up on Netflix. Probably. Um, he was also in the Trailer Park Boys, a couple episodes. He's also done some, like, kitty movies. He was in Copperhead. He also did Just Buried, which is, uh, he plays a guy named Pickles. <laughs> uh, but those are some of the main things I think that he did. Uh, there's also Nick Bateman, who plays one of the brothers of Drake, who is kind of like the Sons. prince, princes of Fucktown, they call it. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? Sons. Yeah, this, did I say? The brothers. Well, they're brothers. Oh, you said brothers of Drake. Drake's. The oh, well, yeah, they're the brothers together. Him and his brother Slick and and uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> Ivan. Ivan, yeah, yeah, and this uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Bateman actually fucking um, did a pretty good job in this movie. He's also a stuntman, so he did a lot of the plague stuff that's in this movie. He oh, actually really? did some of the action stuff. Yeah. Oh, neat. I didn't so he was that. he was actually a multifaceted individual on this product or this project, I should say. Um, that's awesome. He was also in a movie called Airplane Mode that's uh, newer, that's coming out this year. Uh, he's also in a movie called Tapped Out, Ethos, which is a short that was pretty popular. I haven't seen. Uh, and that's pretty much it. But he also, um, I think he did a really good job in this movie. He plays a really intense guy. And then his brother, Gregory Smith, who plays Slick in the movie, who is the son of Drake, also who is the main head runner. He was in Small Soldiers. As one of the kids, I think, which oh, is so he weird. One yeah, of the kids? he was. I in, love that movie. He was in The Patriot uh, with Mel Gibson. He has been in quite a few uh, different little things that you would be like, "Oh shit, really?" Mm -hmm. um, he was also in the movie Dream House, which was kind of like a sleeper that a lot of people didn't really hear about. I thought it was a remake of something else, and I think it might have been. But he has one of those faces that you, you're like, 
I recognize him. Why do I recognize him? Yeah. He was also in A Wrinkle in Time, the TV movie from 2003. So he's done a lot of kid work, you know, so it's kind of good to see him do this movie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and he's actually really stellar in this movie. He's great. Like, he's really good. For a child murderer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then the girl who plays Abby, Abby. who is pretty much the main star of the movie, really, is Molly Dunsworth. Uh, She did an amazing job, I thought, in this movie. She's been in not that many productions, a few TV things. She did do Treevenge, which came out afterwards. Uh, She also did... uh, Septic Man, which was a really weird fucking artsy, like, gross-out film in a way. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. I think it's on Amazon. I'm not 100%. I think you're uh, right. It's weird. It's got, like, it's like an anthology, but it's just, like, really weird. Um, she was also in Haven, the TV series as well, so they've worked together, I guess. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. So, Brittany, since it's your birthday, what is, uh you know, what did you think of this movie? Sucks. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I fucking love this movie. This is your pick, so yeah, I would hope yeah, you like it. Yeah, it's terrible. That's why I picked it. <laughs> um, no, I really like... Both these movies that I picked this week are movies that I really love. Right. Um, and for, like, complete polar oppositely different reasons. Um, I love all the fucking gore in this movie. It's just gratuitous fucking gore violence after gratuitous gore violence, after gratuitous gore violence, and, like, penises get shot off, and people get fucking ripped apart with, like, razor blade baseball bats, and people's heads get chopped off, and some hot bitch, like, dances around in the blood. And yeah, like, that was Ugh. ridiculous, yeah. And that was in the first, like, two minutes of the movie, and I'm like, I, that was when I knew I was sold on the movie, by the way. It was in the first two minutes, like, some hot chick starts dancing around in, like, severed head blood, and I'm like... I'm into it. I was sold when I saw the trailer. Oh, yeah. the tra- Well, the trailer, I was like, I need to see this shit. Right. I need to see it right the fuck now. And then right. we watched the movie, and I was two minutes in. I'm like, all right, that's it. I don't even see anything else. Like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> that was cool. I came. I'm ready. <laughs> We're done. But anyways, um, what I love so much, I think, about this is the style that it's filmed. The colorization and everything in there is just so gritty and dirty and it fits like the tone of the film perfectly and what they're trying to portray is just fucking spot on like yeah they, kareem hussein did the lighting in that i really liked his fucking stuff. phenomenal yeah. like it is a experience on its own to just view like it is yeah. fucking visually and stunning and it just i blew my load all over the screen <laughs> is what i'm saying right now <laughs> Um, but the characters are great. You actually get to know them. Mm-hmm. And especially with the relationship between Rucker Hauer and Molly. So Hobo and Abby. Yeah. So like their relationship that they that they forge and they bond and it happens really quickly. But you follow along with them the entire time and you feel their love for each other. And it's right. like a weird relationship that forms there. But you feel it and it makes sense to you. And it's kind of heartfelt in a way, which is like fucked up that this kind of movie would bring out that kind of emotion in people. But it, it did for me. Yeah. So um, and then, you know, and then when you get to the end, you're like, God damn it. I know. <laughs> like, right. God yeah. fucking damn it. You're like, they're supposed to go to the zoo. <laughs> like, you're all pissed off. Well, but- don't you, you might have ruined it for I didn't some ruin people. Shit. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, I'm fucking sorely disappointed in you. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some people that haven't. That's all I gotta say. But I don't. I don't know. This is one of those that I just. If I'm having like a really fucking shitty day and I just want to watch something that's fucking entertaining, but also just like gross and violent, this is what I put on. Right. 
you know, and you can stream it on Hulu for fucking free. So I'm like, yay, perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Hulu. You have I, no idea what you're airing. <laughs> when that came out on Blu-ray, I bought it like immediately. Yeah, I like, have And I was on vacation too. at my parents too, so. I was like, can we go here? And they were like, why? And I was like, I need to pick up this movie. Well, can't you get it later? No. No. <laughs> yeah, and I have it on DVD too. I just hate finding where it is in my DVD rack and then putting it into my DVD player. So since it's on Hulu right now, I'm just like, I'm going to stream it through this. Well, I made my parents watch it too. I'm being, oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to make my mom watch this movie, but she'd probably fucking smack me across no, the face. No, yeah. I think they were like, geez. Like, I don't know. I was like, it's good though. I showed it to Mouse. Mouse hadn't ever heard of it, and he hadn't seen it. And really? I was like, Fuck you! Are you serious? Because I watched this with uh, Jodo. Like this was you know years ago, twenty eleven. So we watched it like when it first came out, and I was like, I fucking can't deal with this. <laughs> I was like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then the plague characters too, and I'll, oh, right, just fucking hot. I love crazy weird shit like that, and that those types of weird character dynamics. I'm like, that is so cool. And especially with who I was dating at the time, like, he was all about that kind of fucking crap. Oh, he loved it, too, I'm sure, so, yeah. Oh, he was obsessed. Like, he was like, hey, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to go That's how that. I want to dress like, up, I yeah. I want to dress all the for the rest of my life. And then we got involved with Grind Tour, like, right after that, too. Well, the so costume guy like, did a really amazing job. Oh, it was beautiful. There's a little bit of a story behind there I'll talk about later um, on. So, yeah, I love this movie. I jizzed all over it, or because of it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know you could jizz, but all right. I can do whatever I want. It's cool. That's I, good to know. I am God, so <laughs> I'm impressed. I, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> fucking welcome. I'm sorry. You should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I definitely enjoyed this movie. I've been a fan of it for quite a while uh, since it came out. I remember seeing the trailer, for, the original trailer for it, and then uh, I never thought anything was ever going to come of it. And then then they actually were making a movie, and it was like I think it was on like Fangoria or something. I can't remember who posted about it. I was like, oh, shit, there's going to be a movie? Yeah, this is actually going to happen. And those Canadians, man, I'll tell you what, those motherfuckers know how to make a fucking picture. Yes, a picture they film. Do. And I love Molly, or the girl who plays Abby, because she's trying so hard not to be Canadian the entire time. Oh, is it, she wasn't when that bad in the interviews. she's at the end, like when she's on her little soapbox thing, I'm like, oh, my God. And she's like <laughs> screaming at the... the people or whatever and she's trying to motivate the crowd to like not kill homeless people right you know i'm like she's trying so hard not to be canadian eh? well she's uh so she's hard. yeah she said it was like she's very completely opposite of that oh yeah uh, but she does she played a really good role a real she's strong impressive. role but i think i think this is one of those movies it's kind of like a slick over the top throwback to sort of like the 80s and 70s even though it wasn't necessarily intentionally it was in some regard to do it that way but they weren't trying to borrow from anything necessarily even though there are just a few little nods towards certain things and i don't know if it was intentional or not but some of them seem like it like first off like the you know, it's like they wanted to make an exploitation film, uh, kind of like an earlier trauma-esque feel, like the early, early, early stuff. But it also has like some real like heartbeats into the movie. So it's not just this vapid thing of gore and everything like that. Right. It um, actually has a story. Yeah. And there's some reasons why that also happened. Like it kind of evolved a little bit. The script pretty much stayed the same. But they added some different stuff in there. But there is a couple of things that they they have in the very beginning of the movie. It's very similar to the Cannibal Holocaust intro song. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's not the same, though. It's not the same notes, but they hit some of the same notes. It sounds eerily similar. 
It is very similar. Um, also, they have one of the masks from Halloween 3, the witch mask, I kind of thought. It may not be the exact one, but it just that's what I got from it. Because there was three guys. They were all wearing ski masks. Oh, yeah. Except for the fucking one. But... I think it, it just like you. I feel the same way about the lighting. It's really great. Kareem Hussein is on point with his skills. They said that they didn't even barely use hardly any of the 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 big setups, and they had to work with as minimal stuff as they possibly could to make it happen. But I think they made it look really cool. I like the saturation of it and everything. And they didn't even have that film grain thing over top of it. No. So, which was pretty cool. I love that they used the tagline. This this hobo delivers justice one shell of a time, one shell at a time, <laughs> which I, I I just think is awesome. It's fun. They they make this movie stylish as fuck. You know the deadpan humor, the over the top practical effects score. I feel like this movie has a lot of balls making this kind of movie. I almost feel like we're not going to be able to see stuff like that soon if it isn't for people like Troma and yeah, this is all going to. Like it, like like people are gonna like just they don't understand. Like I feel like a lot of people like we're already hearing right now violence in video games. The next evolutionary step is definitely horror movies. Oh yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been. And and for those of you who love war movies, uh, guess what's next after that, fellas? Yep. Um. So it's the 80s you know, stop pulling on that fucking stupid ass string. Um. Actually, eighty nineties. The eighties and nineties. Dude, it's happened like every five years. It's always every five years. It's so fucking annoying. Every um, time there's like a mass casualty that involves young people, it always comes it's, back. To yeah, you. it's every five years or so. They always pop it up. Like, it's like sure, let's blame Marilyn Manson some more. If yeah. You listen to his new shit. Can't blame him anymore. But <laughs> can't do it. But not to harp on that too much. I do feel like. You know, while these films are risky to make anymore, I still fucking love them. And I think a lot of people really do. If you haven't seen Treevenge, the short, it is one of my, it's a yearly thing that I watch every year for Christmas, for the holiday season. Well worth the watch. It has a baby getting stomped by a Christmas tree. Uh, you cannot miss that. It's a baby Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. But it didn't go that far. I love it. You're like, I had no idea to think about that real quick. <laughs> Was it Nativity Jesus? <laughs> but I, I just think the, this movie is really fun. You could tell it was made by people who give a fuck about the genre and who care about like the art in it. You know, they didn't use any CGI and shit like that. It's all practical. It's like I can appreciate it, and I, I think those who appreciate those type of things will love this movie. So I don't know. That's what I think about it. I don't think it's the, the best movie I've ever seen, but it is is definitely a movie you can pop on at any time and get some enjoyment out of it. It's and just great. some of the lines in it are just fucking insanely funny. <laughs> like they, I mean, I, I didn't want to write them all down, but I wrote a couple that I thought were really funny. Just oddball ones that I think I missed other times, you know? Yeah. So, but there is quite a bit of trivia on this. I mean, first of all, we already told you guys like that the they made a trailer to try to put into this contest for the for the Grindhouse movie that they put out, and uh, they did really well. It got really viral, got really popular. I think this was. I'm not sure if it was after. Pretty sure it was after that movie came out that they got all this exposure and everything. It got all this steam. The original guy who played the hobo, David Brunt, apparently when they were going to make the feature film, they were like hunting him down because they couldn't figure out, you know, where he was. Like they were like, well, yeah, he's got to be the hobo. Like, where is he? So he kind of avoided them a little bit and didn't find them. And, uh, you know, they couldn't figure out where he was. But then they finally bumped into him on the set of another fucking movie. 
and you could tell that he was just kind of trying to avoid Jason Eisner. So he was like, Jason kind of picked up on that, and he was like, look, man, like, you don't, you don't have to do this if you don't want. You know, maybe we can find somebody else to play the part that will do you justice, you know. Apparently, he deals with a lot of, like, physical ailments, like, physical condition that he deals with. And he's like, when I did that trailer, like, I was, like, pretty physical and I, I just can't handle that Yeah, kind of, uh, you know, jumping around. I'm not 25 years young. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. I just can't, you know. Yeah, he didn't think he could carry the movie. Right. So they were like, Jason Eisner was like, well, hey, you know what? Maybe we can find somebody else. And so they put like they were trying to come up with all these different people. Originally, they wanted to have Stephen McCaddy play him, who I fucking love from Pontypool. Uh, and I think he actually would have done a really good job. I think he would have that would have been a good choice, actually. Stephen McCaddy's a really popular uh, actor up in, in Canada, by the way, guys. And uh, but they put a bunch of names like apparently the, the producer and, and the people that were trying to hires like just put a, a bunch of names and a hat of your dream people and one of the last ones they put on the top was Roger Howard. Roger Howard. And he was like, I wrote it on a piece of paper. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. I was kind of blown away that it did because um, I was just like, well, I'm a big fan of him from, you know, watching all these movies. I would love to see him in it. But so Roger Howard got word that they were looking to possibly, you know, put him in the movie, but they didn't have a whole ton of money or anything. And he he was like a little skeptical because he read the script and he was like, uh, yeah, this is kind of weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's done weird. <laughs> yeah, but this is a little extra weird. Uh, one of Rutger Hauer's like biggest concerns about this whole thing was that he didn't want to be a part of a movie that didn't have some sort of heart to it. Oh, makes sense. So him and Jason Eisner sat down, had like an hour long Skype call um, and they sat and talked for a little bit. And that was one of the main things he wanted to know. He's like, well, why? You know, I don't I don't want to be a part of a movie that doesn't have any heart. And after a while, he was like, you know, they had a really good back and forth. They were like really enjoying each other's company and everything like that. And he was like, well, you know, maybe you can put that heart in there. Maybe you are the heart. And so they hung up the Skype call, said he would let him know. 30 minutes later, he hit the producer up and said, let, and then the producer hit him back, Jason Eisner, and said, hey, let's go. Let's roll. Let's roll, let's baby. Roll, motherfucker. So fast forward, they, they aired this out on the Sundance Film Festival. That was where it first aired. Uh, it was a huge success. It was sold out everywhere. Like, the, any tickets that were available for this screening, gone. Just so awesome. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So. So awesome. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Like, do you think they knew what they were getting into when they, like, bought tickets to go to it? Because I don't. No, I think they did because everybody loved the trailer. I think they were excited because they had seen the trailer and they liked the, the schlocky sort of 70s, 80s vibe yeah. that they got from it. It's and fucking great yeah the trailer and then and then seeing the trailer for the movie made it even more i mean rutger hauer being in it that's a big plus like yeah. fuck dude i would be fucking stoked just like jason eisner fucking rutger hauer did a movie i fucking came up with oh god yeah like fuck so but yeah so what did you have something uh well David Brent wasn't completely not involved, which was no. cool because he actually had a bit character role in the movie. So Police he, officer. He got to play, yeah, well, he got to play one of the cops, and he's actually 
gets to play. I don't know the name. They don't think they have a name that he's credited for a name for the cop, but he's the shotgun wielding dirty cop in the scene where they go out to hunt down the hobos. And he's the one that screams, we're all dirty cops. Yeah. We're all dirty cops. Yeah. I think it's, was it him or is that the police chief or chief of police? Cause there's two guys that look similar and Brunt looks like that other guy a little bit. Cause there's uh, also Jeremy Ackerman. Yeah. 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 Who plays the police chief. chief, yeah. Yeah. And he looks very similar to him. But yeah, James Brunt was in it. He was. So he, was he, he got to do a bit part and they got to help pick out. They sat down he with like. He might have just been one of the cops at the end. Well, and the funny story about this is, is that uh, Jason Eisner was saying that he used to work at this, this store and Brunt would come in all the time and make jokes and like, like skit on him, you know, like he would pretend he was a cop and like interrogate him and shit like that. And Jason Eisner would just let him run with it because he just kind of wanted to see like this crazy guy. And that's eventually how they got him to do the original trailer is because of that. He's like, well, you should put me in one of your movies or something. He's like, yeah, if I get, uh, you know, if something comes up that I feel like you fit. Yeah. Then yeah, and then they did the trailer, sure. and they were like, "This is it. This is it." So <laughs> this is your time, man. This is your moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, for any of you professional wrestler fans, they were actually considering for the role of Drake originally. They wanted to cast Jake the Snake Roberts. That's crazy. <laughs> which is fucking ridiculous, in my opinion. In comparisons to Brian Downey and Jake the Snake. I think he did a great job, yeah. Brian Downey was fantastic. But I'm like, you just look at the two, like, and you try and, I don't know, if you're familiar with Jake the Snake, like, I just feel like that's, he's just silly. Yeah. And Drake's character, yeah, he's kind of silly, but he's kind of terrifying at the same time like oh he looks evil he's fucking batshit crazy but he and stupid but he looks fucking scary family entertainment yeah and i don't think that jake the snake (laughs) could have been terrifying because i don't remember him being scary as a professional wrestler like yeah if he didn't have that snake he would just look stupid (laughs) (laughs) um but and you talked about earlier too that all the makeup and special effects in here are all done practically this entire movie which was fucking Dope. Before we jump into that, though, there is one more thing I wanted to mention about David Brunt. He's the guy who played the original hobo, in case you guys aren't able to catch, because we've gone over a lot here. But he is, in real life, would always tell this bear story. All He always talks about bears in real life. Hmm. So when Rutger Hauer met him, like that was one of the things he took directly from him. Rutger yeah. Hauer took that whole story about the, the whole bear thing. And then acted it out. You know what I mean? Like how it'll rip your claw. A claw will rip your face. I love it. Your nose and eyes and everything. That's cute. But just one of the more sentimental moments in the entire fucking film. They play that all sad music and shit. I know. I'm like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had one last little bit that I thought was really cool. One of their extras that they cast as one of the bystanders um, for the scene in the beginning where Logan's decapitated in the sewer. (laughs) One of those bystander extras was formerly a blind man who had just recently had corrective surgery. Oh, wow. So one of the first images that he actually saw as a newly, like a man now with sight, was of that decapitation and the sexy blood dance that follows that. And I'm like, what a life. (laughs) Like, what a way to fucking live. You know what I mean? Like, I can see. And now I'm going to go watch this. Horror movie. All these battering images. Decapitating this man. So, in a which sewer. serial killer is he now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. He's the sewer it's slaughterer. Fuck, like fuck you. Fuck you, Alex. <laughs> that's the that's the serial killer he is now. Is fuck you. <laughs> 
But I thought I was like, that's amazing. I'm sorry. Like, I would totally do that shit. If I'd never, like, seen before and now I have my fucking vision, I'd be like, I'm going to go fucking be an extra in a horror movie. <laughs> I did, love that. Did you know that the first scene that they shot in this movie was the, the school bus scene? Oh, no. Yeah. That's the first scene? Yeah, they had. Why would you set the tone that way? <laughs> and to kind of give you guys kind of a little bit of a breakdown of this, I mean, essentially, they, they there's a scene involving a bus full of kids and a flamethrower. And it's an excellent. And one scene. of the people got their hair burned, not the kids or anything, but it was just, yeah. Um, but that was the very start of the film. That was in the original Jeez. draft of the screenplay of the script and everything. And that was like what all these actors had to start off on. <laughs> so it's like probably one of the more. That was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like why that scene? That's like one of the hardest ones. And well, I don't know. Maybe they got to see that was a test. Yeah. They said. Um, also, like, uh, at one of the screenings, um, Rudger Howard came out with, like, an unloaded shotgun yelling at Jason. Excellent. Uh, kind of, like, out in the audience. And he was like, I don't know this is a good idea. <laughs> He's like, he thought to himself, like, yeah, I mean, that would be really good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah. So if I saw some man walking out with a shotgun in the middle of a theater, like, <laughs> but I guess, you know, he's famous, so he get away with it or something. I'm pretty sure he said he did that, but it was a little confusing, but I think Maybe he said he, he wasn't going to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, Rugger Howard did a real stunt in the movie. There was a scene where they, <laughs> yeah. they, they throw Rugger Howard off a second story uh, balcony into a pile of garbage out in the lawn, and the guy that actually falls... That did the trick, but they wanted to have him getting up from the mess. And Rutger Hauer actually, well, they were like, well, I'll just have him like fall, you know, a couple of feet backwards onto the stuff and it'll, and we'll just cut to it. So it looks like he's falling on it, you know, no big deal. Rutger Hauer had already set up like a 10 foot ladder and against the building. And then he said, okay, tell the, tell the guy that there's a 60 year old man getting ready to do a, a, a jump on the garbage. And he was like, uh, roll. Like he was like, can't action. <laughs> and, uh, and so then he did a front flip. 60-year-old man did a front flip. It's amazing. Into the garbage. I thought you were going to talk about when he fell out of the cart, because that actually happened. No, I didn't t- No, I didn't know about that. But that, I just thought it was cool that he actually did That's some amazing. sort of stunt, you know? No, that is really like, cool. Like, he's kind of a badass, you know what I mean? He is like, a badass. Kind of. He is a badass. Right. But yeah, I totally thought you were going to, like, joke about the when he fell out of the cart and they kept it in the movie. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Yeah, I guess there's a scene where, like, he... Like he falls out oh, of the yeah. cart when he's getting out of it or whatever, and they kept it. <laughs> it was unintentional. He just falls out, and then they are like, "Fuck it, it works." When and he they, comes they up through the it. guy's asshole, yeah, and they like keep it in the movie. Yeah, they keep that whole part where he actually falls out of it. Like, and he didn't mean to fall out of it. He's supposed to just get up and walk out, but he fucking falls. And they're like, "Whatever, it's perfect." <laughs> so I thought that's what you meant by he actually. Well, yeah, if, you're, if, you, if you don't have to waste it, don't. It's adorable. Uh, um, also. Um, one of the last days of shooting was extremely difficult. They had to cut some of the uh, extra stuff because, surprisingly enough, on their 24-day shoot of our $3 million budget, they only had enough time to you know budget in so much, but they didn't have enough time to pay everyone, so they had to cut this really extremely technical shot down, like, and... Jason Eisner, you could see him like they show him and he's like, okay, cut. And he's really angry because he knows that it was a good shot, but it wasn't what he wanted. And he was like, well, I guess, you know, you just got to kind of like have to learn to, to lose your babies, you know, 
because you like you have all these creative ideas and i totally know like i can just picture like you know if we were to do one of our stories that we make up on the spot with the grave plots thing where we put we pull a name out of the hat guys if this is your first time listening and make up a movie and we come up with some of these like really favorite scenes and we think about it and i always go oh it would be so cool to see that in a movie so seeing it from pen to to picture and then getting that cut would be so dramatic so i can imagine but he said that a lot of people were at each other's throats that day everybody was fucking tired uh they had like 30 minutes left to shoot and so he just had to cut it Mm. and he was like that's it so but you know he flopped down on a bed drank a beer talked about his best friend being blood brothers where they actually cut their hands and put their blood together gross (laughs) that's what everybody else is saying that's how you spread disease (laughs) don't do that he's like what you never have a blood brother no. So I think I did once I, when I was I, a kid. I did too. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I did too. Did. Yeah. Children of the '90s, I think, is where it ended. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. I might yeah. be. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the trivia. To give you guys kind of an idea about what this story is essentially about, we probably should have broke it down before we got into trivia. But essentially, what happens is a homeless guy is traveling around a hobo, quote unquote. Travels around Rucker Hauer on a train. In the beginning of the movie, you see him get off at this new stop. He stops in this town called Hopeless Hope Town, which they turn into Fuck Town, I guess, mm-hmm. later on. Fuck Town. Yeah. And it's just depraved. It's like trauma. It's like trauma town. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything's like, every, there's trash on the streets. There's depravity everywhere. Water in the streets. Like, it really, truly. No rules. It really reminds me of Class of Newcomb High. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Like, and, and I know. Trauma has changed a lot since those days, but I feel like this stays, stays true to that spirit in a lot of ways of that era. For sure. But so he goes to this town. He's trying to start a new life, buy a new lawnmower so that he can get out of fucking being homeless fucking and normal. Yeah. And be normal again. So he wants to buy this push mower and it's like forty five dollars, but he doesn't have enough. Fifty. Forty nine ninety nine. Was it? $49.99. Oh, I thought it was $44.99. $49.99. You sure? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look it up now. Do it. I'll call you out. It's $49.99. Uh, but anyway, he didn't have enough money for it, <laughs> and so he goes out, and he keeps running into all these fucking depraved people. Like, one guy's, like, videotaping people like bum fights. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, God. BFK. Yeah. Fight crew. But, which was, like, like they had that back in the 90s, so he mustn't have seen all that shit. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting, like, and then he finally submits, you know, when he meets this other prostitute girl who is in similar situation as him. You know, she really is just doing what she has to in this fucked up town because she just wants to survive. And he believes in the hope that he has to change his life so much that he sees someone else hurting as much as him that they sort of end up kind of crossing paths a lot in this in this story. He ends up saving her life uh, in some facet. Because this guy was going to, like, kill her. Like, one of the Drake's sons tries to kill her. or And then and then the homo, ho, hobo with a shotgun stops him with a bag, a sock full of change that he smacks him over the face and knocks him out. Then he spits his drink all over his face. Like, you don't see it, but Rugger does a kick-ass job there. I love that. It's fantastic. That Just that little great. spit, you know? That scene is fantastic, too. Eventually, guys, and I'm not really ruining too much, although it's about 40 minutes into the movie where he gets a shotgun and becomes a vigilante. We'll just say that he traded in his lawnmower for a shotgun. okay? and (laughs) he didn't really get a truck or a a lawnmower, but, you know, (laughs) 
kind of got his lawnmower in a way. Oh, there was a couple of scenes that I really laughed at because of that whole situation, too, by the way. But uh, so what's some of your favorite scenes? Well, the opening scene is pretty fucking great on its own. It sets the tone for the movie right away. Um, you know, I already mentioned how much I like that chick dancing around in blood. Also. Oh, yeah. OK. This is glorious. <laughs> With the whole head removing scene. Oh, and by the way, guys, you're going to. If you don't want anything spoiled, like this is going to be the spoiler territory. Yeah, you don't want earbuffs or turn it off or whatever. Right. So it's I a just, nice opener. It was a nice opener because, like I said, it sets the tone. So it kind of puts you in, on the right path of where the movie's going to go. And it throws you right in. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's like immediately you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, what's going to happen here? So it was great. Um, how about you? Uh, I have quite a view. Um they they show a quick like some of my, one of my just a quick one that I want to mention is they do they kill somebody with bumper cars like they oh, smash yeah. that guy's head yeah. and it just like cracks open like a watermelon like pop so I thought that was kind of cool but um the school bus burning scene in the very beginning was pretty cool I love that scene I love the scene because like he goes he's like he comes on the school it's so good because somebody um. <laughs> Because the hobo with a shotgun, Rugger Hauer's character, beats up one of the sons of Drake. The son of Drake is one of the the main ones, the one that Drake slick. wants to be like, yeah, Slick is his name. He's supposed to be the heir of this whole dynasty for Drake. And he gets shown up by the hobo with a shotgun, and so he gets pissed off. And he's like, son, you got to go out there and do something that no one will ever, ever doubt you. It's something yeah. that will put fear in the hearts of everyone. Huh? Yeah, you got to do something that'll make them fear you. Right. So I want to fear you. Yeah, yeah. So he and his brother go out and he grabs a fucking flamethrower. And as the bus driver's about to get on, he sees these guys coming and just, and just leaves and runs away. And all the kids are sitting down and he's like, do you like school? And they look at him like, huh? Who are you? And he's like, do you like school? Yeah. Yeah! He's like, do you like ice cream? Yeah! yeah! It's like louder and louder each time. And he's like, do you like hobos? And yeah! yeah! <laughs> and he's like, I hate hobos! <laughs> and he starts burning all the kids in the school bus. <laughs> I love, like, and Ivan, his brother... Like puts two boom boxes up on, on his each shoulder. shoulder, yeah, and, and he's it, what smiling. Song is it burning down the house or whatever that they're playing. I don't remember oh what God, the song was. The song, I don't think it was that. The song is fucking perfect. Like the whole, the stupid fucking song that they're playing the whole time is fan fucking tastic. It's so good. So we just looked it up. It's Disco Inferno, guys. But yeah, no, that is a good song. Burn, baby, burn. burn yeah, Disco Inferno, which kind of so kind of mixes in with the uh, the Greasy Strangler a little bit because that's oh, all about disco all about as disco. well. Yeah, um, that is a really good scene, though. What about you? What other scene yeah, do you have? That's that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I love when Ivan and Slick come to um get Abby and Hobo. Like they're trying, they're like they're talking about how they're gonna make their getaway right. They're gonna buy this lawnmower and they're gonna mow, right. pe- mow people's lawns, and that's how they're gonna make their living. And they're gonna get the fuck out of this town and whatever, right? And they're packing up their things and getting ready to go, and they hear because. Ivan puts like come, gets out of the car and he's got his ice skates on. Right. And he's like, so, "You're gonna ruin your skates, bro." Yeah, and they hear them coming down the hallway, mainly his stupid skates on the concrete. And then all of a sudden, they like kick in the door and they start trying to get them. And so Slick goes after Abby, and Ivan goes after Hobo. And him and Hobo are fighting in the kitchen. And Ivan's just 
cutting him over and over again with his skates. Like he's doing all these like on his back moves and shit and like cutting him and stepping on his back. And then he (laughs) hobo turns around with the fucking uh, toaster. Yeah. Toaster oven that's plugged in. And turns like, and then he sticks his skate in it because he goes to kick him and kicks his foot in the skate or his skate into the toaster, and his foot gets stuck in there. And so he turns it on to make toast, right? So it electrocutes the shit out of him. And this whole time he's like just getting electrocuted, and then he stops, and then he's like, "The fucker made me come!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, that whole series of so events good. that happens, and like all of that was great. actually like right before any of that happens. There was a part where Rudger tells how he wants to mow lawns, and he like explains, like you don't even really know. You knew that he kind of like wanted to buy a lawnmower to do something, and you kind of assume. But this is where he like unveils it all, and I thought this was like one of the best, best in the movie. One of those heartfelt scenes. Yeah, he was. Like he was like I I was gonna mow lawns and I don't know what I was thinking I just you know I even have a slogan you cut you grow it I cut it I cut it <laughs> and she's like you grow it we cut it <laughs> yeah. he's like are you serious and he's like and she's like yes you know this isn't the only place that they grow grass and <laughs> there's grass everywhere there's grass yeah and he's like are you serious and she's like yeah and he's like okay I gotta wash this guy's ass off my face yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, right after that, you see that guy with the skates walking down. And there's a kind of a funny story about this. I'll explain afterwards, but I'll actually preface it. So apparently, Jason Eisner and them were going to be shooting, and the guy who plays Ivan was going to be the. He's wearing the skates, and uh, they were like, "Look, we need like one of the favorite lines in the movie at this moment." And uh, I was like, "Oh, uh, okay." I'll come up with something. So he's like walking down and he's stomping his feet and he's like, it's a great day for a skate rape. Like, yeah. That was what he came up with. I thought that was kind it's of a funny. Great day for a skate rape. <laughs> he's like, he was just, oh, he cracks me up. And then, uh, you know, and then they cut her neck and it's like this whole fucking spurty blood yeah, thing. Yeah, like anyone would die from that like pretty much immediately by the I, way. I, yeah, but, and I, you know what's funny? Like when they go to the hospital and she's getting fixed, it's he's gone. like, fix her, fix her. And he's pouring vodka oh, on yeah. her wound you and she's like, you that. can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, why not? <laughs> Dude, this is like this whole string of things. And then and then I just want to mention this one. While the girl is on, like Abby, the character Abby is like kind of dying. She's like, the nurse is like yelling at Abby and she's like saying, live, you fucking whore. Yeah, you fucking whore. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. like, wow, dude, Jesus. Uh, I don't know. That's I, good. That was all good. And then the plague gets summoned. Oh, fuck and yeah. And it gets even better. <laughs> it gets even better. Yeah, those guys are pretty great. They're so dope. Every fucking scene with them in it is just fucking fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I like it. when they're fighting the octopus thing after they capture, like, Hobo. Right. I'm like, what is happening? And they've got, like, Abraham Lincoln's picture and I think, like, Marilyn Monroe's picture and, like, Tom, I don't even know. There's presidents and, like, random famous people. Right. That they've, like, put red fucking paint through, like, they, that they've killed them or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, the shit cracks me up. Yeah, no, that what well, the thing I loved about the plague is like first of all, their the costumes are really amazing. The costumes are great. Uh, now I can't even think the guy who did it. Yeah. Well, the guy who actually did it, he actually um, almost didn't get the role because in Canada you got to have special permits to be able to work on a film, and he didn't have them. He didn't have the the like credits or whatever, and it got to the point where Jason Eisner was like, you know what? 
if he's not in this, if he can't be a part of this film, then I don't want to do it. And they ended up working it out and making him stay. And he did an amazing job. Like he even the guy who made the fucking the big helmet, the one with all the dents in it and stuff and like the spikes. He was at his friend's party or something and they had like a salad bowl, like one of those metal ones. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm taking this. Is that cool? (laughs) And he was like, well, I mixed my dog food. Fucking want that. In that bowl. And he was like, I need it, though. Can I please have it? And he was like, he finally finagled him to have it. (laughs) Mix my dog food in that bowl. So like all the stuff it's made out of is like really light. And, like, not heavy at all, so it's kind of interesting how they did a, put it together and everything. It's but amazing. I like when they're, like, when one of the plague guys, the big one, is, like, putting the nooses around people's necks in the hospital and then shooting the spear gun sort of thing. It's like a mini harpoon gun. Yeah, and it, like, pulls people up off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, into the ceiling, and I'm like, wow, that that's a pretty that sticking? powerful gun. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, it's almost like I think he had it on like a rocket launcher. I think so yeah. yeah, it's like a mod for sure. Right. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I love that shit. That scene is so cool. That was pretty cool. I'm like, Ugh. there's. I mean, there is a ton of fucking crazy different. Uh, really good shit. The fucking razor blade baseball bat ripping apart the stomach. Right. Of that dude, and then the hot naked chicks dancing dude, in the blood again. And Abby like, goes yeah. through some crazy shit where she gets her hand all fucking chopped uh, off gets, by the lawnmower. She, yeah, she makes that crazy, like, lawnmower fucking weapon, like, mod weapon that she makes. And right. then she ends up getting it used against her because she's kind of stupid. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And well, then she got overpowered. I don't know about she stupid. Did get over, she was kind of stupid. But she also, because she was like, these people are a million times bigger than her. Come on. She's <laughs> tiny. Anyway, um, but yeah, so she gets her own weapon used against her at some point, and so Drake puts her hand in the lawnmower thing. He's trying to put her head in it. He gets the upper hand, out. hand, hand on, on her. her. Yeah, but it's cool, because she's got like a big fucking bone just sticking out, and then all this like sloppy meat all over the place. And, and she stabs him with it. She stabs it. him to death with it. With oh, her own arm death. bone, like. Which is excellent. Yeah, it was pretty great. I loved it. That's one of my favorite scenes, yeah. It was beautiful. Um, beautiful scene. This, I'm not going to spoil the end for you, but I will mention to you guys, for those of you who have seen it um, and didn't know this, but if you catch towards the end, they always say that, you know, she killed one of ours, the plague, yeah. so she has to join the plague, and you never really hear anything about it. Well, they added an additional scene where she's in some sort of cryogenic chamber. Stop it. And the plague pulls her out, the other guy. Pulls her out, the one with the like weird robot face, mm-hmm. and uh, he pulls her out, and she screams with her bone arm, and then he puts a gun on it, and nice. she's got this gigantic cannon for an arm. Oh, so it's like opposite of machine machine gun leg. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like they did some pretty, but they cut it. They ended up Terrible. cutting it out. Yeah, so that sucks. That's cool yeah. though. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, it's not. It, I can see why they cut it. I, th- I think it was good the way it ended. Yeah. Personally, oh, unfortunately, it, it's unfortunate sad. how it ended, but I think that's Kinda it doesn't necessary. need a sequel, you know, like, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure he could do other hobo stories. So, but yeah, so honestly, final thoughts on that. I really think it's a worth watch. If you haven't seen it already, you should. If you get our humor and you like what we talk about and our jokes, our stupid humor, you're probably going to like this film. It's pretty out there. They got some balls to this film. I feel like a lot of that stuff's going to be going bye-bye. We're going to see a lot more social commentary stuff, which is good, but I just feel like there's room for everything, and I hope that we see more stuff like that. So, um, but I don't know. What do you think? Final thoughts? It's a great movie. Watch it. Enjoy it. Ingest. Ingest it. Repeat. Fuck it. I don't care. (laughs) 
If you don't like it, I feel sorry for you. If you've never seen it, I feel sorry for you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Eat a dick. Um, just kidding. In, and in continuation, if you guys do like our fucking ridiculous humor and stupid shitty jokes that we make, then you will really love the next movie we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which is called The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> Bullshit artist. <laughs> This movie came out in 2016, so it's newer-ish, sort of. I guess. Yeah, that's pretty it's new. 2018 now, but whatever. Um, just to give you a little idea, this Los Angeles set tale follows Ronnie, a man who runs a disco walking tour along with his browbeaten son, Brayden. When a sexy, alluring woman named Janet comes to take the tour, it begins a competition between father and son for her attention. It also brings about the appearance of an oily, slimy, inhuman maniac who stalks the streets at night and strangles the innocent, soon dubbed the Greasy Strangler. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Jim Hosking, who did a ABCs of Death 2 segment called G, G is for Granddad, and then Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn, which is more recent, and then a short film called Renegades. Also a, a TV film that I want to check out now called Tropical Cop. Oh Tales. yeah, 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 yeah. Tropical Cocktails. That yeah, was it seems kind of silly, but it's a that TV just came movie. Out this year, didn't it? I think or it's pretty recent. Yeah, I think it came out before the Beverly thing. Yeah, um, it was also written by Toby Harvard, who did a short called Crabs. He also did the TV show Tropical Cocktails, a TV miniseries called Provado, and he did he wrote the ABCs of Death segment G is for Granddad with Jim Hosking. Two of the producers, a couple producers on this film, but two of the most notable producers on this, um, I wanted to mention are Josh C. Josh C. Waller, who did Cooties, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And also Elijah motherfucking Wood. Right. He was one of the producers. Yeah. yeah and he is in a most of the interviews. Yeah. And he it's is pretty interesting. insanely passionate about this movie. And he I'm likes like, weird shit. He did Swiss he Army did... Man and stuff and like Army that. Swiss Army Man was fucking awesome, it, it, by the it way. It made me kind of sad and like, me too. it was very heartfelt. It was, it was weird. Like, in that, oh, it was good. I liked that movie. Um, but yeah, when he needed Wilfred. Wilford's fucking sure. weird. Yeah. Um, and then everybody, you know, in his fucking Frodo, Lord of the Rings. I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, I'm a Harry Potter fan, but I've still seen Lord of the Rings. Um, it stars none other than Michael St. Michael, who plays Big Ronnie, um, who was in The Video Dead, Ninja Academy, and a film called Another. Sky Elobar, who plays Big Brayden, who's been in another feature film, I think it was called Don Verdeen, and he's in a lot of TV shows. He had a bit role in New Girl, Curl Show. He's in a couple episodes of the new series Lady Dynamite. And he was actually the lead stunt double in the movie The Rocker. Okay. Which I thought was kind of adorable. Which makes sense because he looks like that actor. who can't even think of his name, but they look a lot alike. It also has Elizabeth DeRazzo, who plays Janet, who is most well-known for her role in Eastbound and Down. Okay. Um, she's in a couple of seasons of that show, I believe. Okay. Um, Idiot Sitter, which was a more recent comedy and another... Sh- a movie called The 3-3. Three, Three. And also, the last person I really want to talk about in this is Gil Gex, who plays Big Paul. And the blind car wash guy. The blind wash car guy. wash guy. Um, he is in Dangerous Men, Dead on Arrival, and Delka, Stand Up, Tall or Fall. He was the ghost of Jimi Hendrix, I believe. I um, love the video Dead, by the way. I loved uh, Michael St. Michael in there. Besides this, this is that's really all he ever got recognized for, interestingly yeah. enough. But now he's known as the Greasy Strangler and 
people just yell bullshit artists at him all day. <laughs> um, which is exactly what. And I which did. we got to meet. To, we got to meet a lot of those people at one of the last horror cons we had. Like Mad Monster last year. Yeah. Um. So I'm like foaming at the mouth to know what your thoughts were. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't ask you, and I didn't want to ask you because I'm just genuinely want to know. Um. I I have weird mixed feelings about this movie, as most people I would assume. I. M- it's a very niche film for a lot of people, I would just say. It's not necessarily for me. Like, I like it. I think it's funny. Like, I, I, I get the humor and stuff, but I don't think it is for everybody. Nope. And it is kind of a test of mental strength in some points. So, um, but definitely not a mainstream movie. It's actually kind of, like I said, a test of your mental strength in order to watch it because you're going to see things that you don't want to in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of the most unreal, weird, painfully awkward scenes you've ever seen or will ever see. In fact, it's so bad sometimes that it actually could be considered an art. Like the fact that they have to act this weird. <laughs> Guys, like if you ever have those like uncomfortable moments that maybe you have in private where you like fart and you get shit on your leg or something <laughs> or something fucking happens that you just don't see in movies. Well, this is that movie. <laughs> it is. It's so perfect. <laughs> Well, like, imagine if you, if a movie put a spotlight on those times specifically. Your most embarrassing Yeah, moment. your most embarrassing moments, you taking a shit, <laughs> and did a documentary of that schedule and all your bowel movements and everything. Well, that's kind of like what this movie is like. And I say that endearingly in some regards, okay? In some regards. <laughs> you would you'd be pretty close to the story, though, if you can envision that here. Uh, add a few dicks. Uh, people you'd dicks. never want to see naked <laughs> and some funny ass moments. But, you know, seriously, with all that said, when you get grease on something, you have a hard time getting it off. You know, same could be said of your eyes <laughs> or your mind. You won't be able to scrub your eyes or brain clean of the odd shit that you will see in this movie. But the greasy strangler may be able to pop them out. <laughs> it will stain them very poorly and it will stain your soul. Uh, but seriously, guys, like it is worth seeing because it will be the weirdest thing you might see. And it did make me laugh a few times because like a few times, like me and Christina were like cracking up on the couch and stuff like she'd never seen it. And she was like, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck? I love it so much. <laughs> but she made a really good point that I also want to bring up here. If you've seen the movie Cuso, then you will probably love this film. If you love, if you saw Cuso and enjoyed it, you will love it. If you saw Cuso and kind of liked it, you'll be able to watch this. But I think that if you're not in for what's about to happen, might be a good adventure. Um, there's a reason why this movie was made and why he did this. So we'll get into that a little bit more in the trivia. But what about you, Brittany? I describe this movie to people as imagine if Napoleon Dynamite was a horror movie. <laughs> You think tried to be a horror movie or a porno movie or a porno horror porn yeah. parody. I don't know. But it's basically like take Napoleon Dynamite and make it more fucked up. And then you have the greasy strangler right. in a way because um, it's that kind of fucking stupid humor. And like the first time I saw Napoleon Dynamite, I wanted to fucking kill myself. I didn't, I didn't like understand. it the first time. I hated yeah. it. And then I came back and I'm like, this is genius. You know, and like it was kind of similar with the Greasy Strangler for me a little bit. Really weird, odd characters like that stick out. I'm more well versed in liking weird shit like that now than I was when I first saw Napoleon Dynamite. So for me, this all started why the reason I watched it was because we 
go to Mad Monster every year, which is a big horror convention. Um, and three of the biggest guests that year were from the Greasy Strangler. And I was like, yeah. well, fuck. Like, and surprisingly, they got more attention than, than the everyone. Stranger Things. Yeah, than the, the Gorgon or, yeah, the Gorgon monster. Yeah, that's well, the that's Stranger Things there. show. Yeah, yeah. The, that that was the person. That oh, it was they also had. the writers and the producers. They were there. Pretty sure. I don't think so. I just remember the guy that played the monster. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. Huh. Um, but they, I don't know. That's when I was like, okay, well, I need to see this because they got three fucking people from this movie and they're doing a fucking photo op, and the teaser for the photo op looks goddamn ridiculous because it's these two grown ass men and wearing the pink, pink tops, fucking sweaters and shorts. With high fucking, like, dirty white socks. And I'm like, what is happening? So, Mouse and I, like, rented it. Or rented it. It was free, actually, on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime to watch. And I, I, I just remember dying laughing in one scene in particular. Reeling in horror and laughing at the same time. Like, one scene in particular, I was laughing so fucking hard. That, like, both Mouse and I, we were fucking crying. And we kept rewinding it and rewatching it and rewinding it and rewatching it. Because it was just... It, ridiculous and we still do that every time we watch this movie we're like we'll get into that when we talk about favorite scenes but i fucking love this movie it's disgusting it is just wrong and stupid but fucking hilarious at the same time and it's just all the kinds of dirty comedy that i love right and shitty special effects <laughs> and I'm so into it. Like it's just, it's sold. Like it grabbed me by the fucking balls from the beginning, and then just held on until the end, and then still hasn't let go. My balls are still in a vice <laughs> from this movie. Her imaginary, my balls. imaginary lady balls. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, and I'm really excited to finally get to do it because I feel like this movie is great, and it's gonna be if not if it's not already considered a cult classic, it is going to be well, because I can, I can is... tell you Christina didn't have the same reaction as I, you. I figured. Like, <laughs> it, like you either hate it or you love she it. She didn't hate it. She didn't hate it. I know that. She I just she probably watched it the same way that most people watched it the first time and go What the fuck did I just what? see? I feel like I need to take a shower. Yeah, you feel dirty yeah. at the end. You're like, why? Why is that <laughs> so much old man dick? This is weird. Yeah, there is a lot of dick in the movie, guys. A lot of dick. Absolutely no vagina, boobs. There's a lot of nudity. And a lot of dick. Yeah, just lots of dick. A lot of nudity. Yeah, a lot of really awkward commentary, too. Like It's uh, just fantastic. (laughs) It is so quotable, too. That's what I love so much about it is it's like a really quotable movie. It has its moments, yeah. So it's fun. It's not Um, that I disliked it or anything. I just... I, it's not a movie that I would sit there and go, oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. That's, like, for me, personally. Per, yeah, it's opposite for us. Like I watch it. I'll watch it and laugh, but I don't look forward to I, it. Mouse was going to shit himself when I was like, I picked the Greasy Strangler for my birthday. He's like, yes, we get to watch it again. And I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck. Okay. And I was like, I was excited, too, because I just, I love this movie. It cracks me the fuck up. Um, Yeah. And now the music's crazy. The in music it too. is so great. It's, it's just like fun silly and, and silly weird. And yeah, I don't know. It's fucking beautiful. Reminds me of like uh, the 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 guys who did um, Rubber or Wrong, yeah. like that kind of style, kinda silliness. Feel. Yeah, for kinda. sure. Um, I think now, like this was the first time I watched it since meeting them all on Mad Monster. Right. So that gave me an even bigger appreciation. Oh, for they were it, cool as fuck, dude. Like, I mean, we were talking about this a little earlier before we started um, recording today, but like, you know, Mouse and Jenny and I pretty much spent the entire weekend hanging out with Michael St. Michael and Gil Gex, and Alex hung out with Gil a lot um, throughout the weekend, and 
you know, they are just fucking chill. Like they're really fucking cool people and super down to earth. And they're just not, they haven't like honed in on their celebrity yet, I guess. They don't, they don't, I don't think they give a shit about that kind of thing. Yeah. They're just normal people that are cool as fuck. Yeah. And you know, I, they're, they're extraordinary people who just want to be normal. Yeah, exactly. But do extraordinary weird shit. I spent about 20 minutes yelling bullshit artists back and forth with Michael St. Michael just screaming at each other at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's just staring at us like, what the fuck is going on? And all we're doing is yelling bullshit artists back and forth, um, spelling it and everything, too. Like, it was a fantastic moment for me in my life. I'm like, oh, my God. This, <laughs> this is so cool. And no one's going to understand why this is so cool except for me. <laughs> like, this is awesome. Well, I remember he they, they came outside and smoked with us a lot. And then I saw Gil at the after party, pool party thing a lot. And he was hanging. There was a couple of people from that whole group. But yeah, didn't didn't what didn't Michael say? Michael tell us a story about like how he was like a hairdresser back mm-hmm. in the 80s or something 70s. like that and he did like 70s is that what it was i think 70 he's still a hairdresser actually is he okay yeah yeah but he the rumor is that he actually was john travolta's hairdresser for a while right which is he what he talks about in the end of the movie in a way too yeah and he talked about it a little bit um in conversation and we were talking to him and he you know he told us that he actually like got his start in porn right in yeah. the 70s and i don't know how true or not that is but that was because we were asking him we're like so why did you not start acting until you're like now because he's older and if you look at his work he he did a little bit here in in like the 80s and i believe the end of the 70s and early 80s and then nothing until like the 2000s right yeah well like video dead until now like right. it was like what he retired after video dead and just took a fucking break for a really long time and he was like i just didn't want to do it it wasn't what i wanted to do anymore yeah and, back off Brittany. yeah you didn't well i wasn't fucking crazy about it it was just people told <laughs> me like ask I, him these questions well it's funny that you say that i don't know if i believe him or if it's true, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's not he that it's really not that he's a liar because it's just so fantastic. He's a bullshit artist, <laughs> yeah, he's a bullshit artist, right? Yeah, no, but like even the director mentioned that he was like, I still don't know if I believe that he was a like a what did he he said uh, a globe trotting hairdresser from the seventies. Yeah, like I kind of feel the same. I don't know. Like, he's I don't like, wanna... I don't know if I believe him on that. Just like jokingly, like I know, I don't want because that's just too wild, you know. Like you think about that, it's like. I feel the same. Like, and I feel like, you know, his conversation about how he got his start in porn and used to do all these porn films in the 70s. And I remember him telling that, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, he just likes to fuck with people, I think. I think that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I don't mind it. It doesn't, it didn't bother no. me. Like, it didn't affect his personality. He but was a nice me, guy. Like, I can buy, I can believe that from him, too, because he has, that makes sense. Like, right. It seems like it, something he yeah. Do. Like, like, when you see this movie, guys, you don't doubt anything, anything. that he says. Yeah. But in the same respect, you're just like wow this is just too much like is this I real like life this can't be real is this yeah. real life right now am i living my life <laughs> um but yeah and i didn't we didn't get to meet skylar um which i'm still sad about a little bit but yeah he wasn't very social man um, well he was so committed to that role in yeah. this movie that you go to you think to yourself like fuck man like that doesn't even see, like it's it's a stark difference from how he is in public guys. absolutely like it is that is not him at all Mm-mm. Like, the way he, like, got into that role is otherworldly, dude. Like, it's weird. Like, he's kind of, like, more like a trailer park boy, kind of, like, chill, like, kickback. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It seemed like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, it just seemed like something like that. 
Like, or something like from Rob Zombie's Friends or something, you know right. what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how I get from him a yeah. little bit. He's in, that's kind of where him and Michael butted heads a little bit when they were filming is because he's very, like, methodical actor. Oh, really? Okay. And Sky? Sky. And um, <clears throat> Michael's not. <laughs> well, yeah, Michael's just like, the, like, he didn't even, he didn't even try to, to do the part. Yeah, I don't know why I called him Skyler earlier, by the way. It's just Sky. Yeah. Anyway, um... But yeah, like Michael's just there. Like he just wants to do the role and have fun with it, you know, and just but he wants to I don't know, but Sky is very methodical and they they talk about that in an interview where they kind of <laughs> drove each other nuts a little bit, but mostly Sky cuz Sky's just trying to be in the role and like get it done and they talk about a lot of the skit or a lot of the skit, a lot of the um scenes aren't improvised at all like it's all in the script right like everything is very scripted and done to the letter like there's not a lot of improvisation and it's a lot to do i believe with sky and how sky is just very like on right you know and michael's like silly over here in the corner and fucking off a while and sky's like stop well (laughs) and it's funny that you say that because like the director uh also said that michael st michael's uh audition was like super casual and that he didn't really want to impress the director. Like he was just like there, there, and he was making he was making him to uh, like Hoskins, Hopkins, Hoskins, Hoskins. Why do I say that? Like Bob Hoskins. Uh, well, they are from both from the UK, by the way, Hoskins. Bob Hoskins and him. So I wonder if they're related. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he said that it was like really super casual, and that the directly director really thought he was funny and silly, and he just liked that about him because I mean. We talked about a little bit about it, but the the director really is like I mentioned, like, and I didn't realize this because I wrote, I wrote down my all my thoughts like after I watched the movie, and then I went to look for trivia like I normally do. The director was saying that he was looking at the little things that happened in between that really define a person, and that that even you know you may be some famous individual, but on the sidelines, like your life is just as weird as anybody else's. And these little weird moments he just thrives on and finds humorous, like repetition things, like hootie tootie, disco fruity. Uh, hootie tootie, disco cutie. Hootie, disco tootie, cutie, yeah. Disco cute. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. Mouse and I just do that to each other. We do the motions and everything. It's Speaking so of which, stupid. Liz, the, the girl who played Janet in the movie, she was really unsure about being in the film. Because <laughs> so much fucking nudity. Yeah, like, you gotta have, like, literal balls for this movie. Um, not her necessarily, but you just, you really do have to bear a lot. And it is not a movie for people who are afraid to get on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like She talked about how, like, she has her nude scenes in Eastbound and Down. Right. But nothing like this. Like, this is like, she's like, when I first read the script, I thought I was just going to be naked in every fucking scene. Like, that's how it reads. Is that I'm just, I'm fucking always naked. So she's like, I don't know. I didn't know how I felt about that. I didn't know how it was going to work out. And then she started rolling and they started doing it. And she was more and more comfortable about it as the time went on. And then being around people that you're comfortable working around, too, sets the tone for Right. So she ended up being fine with it. And it gradually just became casual, like, whatever. It's not a big deal. Right. Well, there's only, like, three but people around at any She point. did have something, at least. She wasn't totally naked. She did have a pretty fabulous merkin. <laughs> like a red merkin, like too. Big, yeah, It was like a dark red. fiery red bush <laughs> that she got sport the entire time, and it's disgusting. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, guys... Uh, 
the big Ronnie's dick was like a pointed mouse head, like a large mouse head, he calls it. And then Sky, what's his son's name? Oh, Braden. Braden. It's a baby. It's like a little tiny little like, I don't even know how to, it's smaller than my pinky. It's a tiny baby dick that he literally jacks off with his pointer finger and thumb. Oh my God, dude. And, and speaking of that the part. <laughs> oh, so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh I was my like, God. Hey, I was cracking oh, up, dude. Oh, uh. <laughs> the first time I was like, come on. Um, but all the male genitalia that was featured in this film was obviously Fake. real. Yeah. No, it was obviously real. You know, it's all. Legit. No way. No, it's it's all prosthetic. Um, everything. So the penis prosthetics were actually, but the penis prosthetics for both actors, they actually physically glued them to their balls. <laughs> They've talked about this in a couple of interviews, which I think is hilarious. Um, they were physically glued to them and their their balls specifically, and they had like a thong kind of bungee strap that would come up between their butt cheeks, and then they would tape it to their backs. And that's how they would, like, secure on these prosthetic dicks. Wow. So, obviously, like, Big Ronnie has had to hold on to a little bit more than Skye's because Skye's was just this tiny little baby prosthetic. Yeah, but he still had to cover a lot. But he still has to cover his actual dick, which I'm assuming is not a baby dick. Not like that, yeah. Yeah, and then they have their merkins, too, that are attached around it. So Unfortunately, I was, like, thinking about the mechanics during the movie a lot (laughs) for the second time. I was like... How did they do that? Like, I wonder, like, the little baby dick, that's all. That's a tougher one to cover. Absolutely. They just had to put a lot of hair, They had a lot more market on yeah. that one, though. Like, if you look at Big Ronnie's in comparison to Brayden's, like, there's a lot less hair. Yeah. And there's a reason Ugh. for that. So, but yeah, Big Ronnie's dick is fucking creepy and gross, too. I'm like, why is the tip red? <laughs> why does it look like a dog dick? We should talk about some of our favorite scenes, because I, <laughs> that, can I just tell that scene, like, uh, like, there was a basically that part where uh, Braden is jerking off. He's like, "Now we're gonna have phone sex right now," and he's like, "Oh, I'm touching your clitoris here. I'm tickling your clitoris yeah. with a feather. I'm tickling." Yeah, and then he just starts like 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 he's twisting a fucking toothpick <laughs> in his fingers. And he's just like doing it like really quick. And it's just, I started busting up laughing. I couldn't stop. Like Christina was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it so much. And like a little bit before that is the scene where I don't know if he's like fingering Janet's ass or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that my was God. Funny. And she's just like, oh, it feels so good. And she stops and she goes, but seriously, imagine if I farted right now. And I'm like, and then it. Ah! And then it cuts. And then it cuts. That's it. Like that's it for the scene. Like that's that's done. It's done. And but I'm you know like, that was, that kind of plays dying. into that whole thing that we've been talking about the th- the theme of the director. It's like you know, sex isn't always perfect. You know, it's not sex like they are in the movies. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like you fart, you like do yeah. some stupid shit that you you're embarrassed about. Yeah, all the time it's ridiculous. So it's like kind of like him spotlighting that kind of stuff when he does that. Yeah, um, uh, this is like the awkward person's anthem. For sure. One of the one of the other scenes that I was just like grossed out by was when Braden's uh, best friend oh, gets killed and they pull his little fake pig nose off. And it's like you see that his nose was gone and the greasy strangler sticks his finger inside his nose hole, like which is this big gaping thing that you could probably fit three fingers in and dips it in this like red, like greasy sauce and then like eats it. And I was like, oh, and I don't get grossed out. 
That was gross. I don't get grossed out. Like, it's very, very seldom and that rare. That was bad, dude. But every time that scene comes on, I'm like, huh! and I have to, like, look away. I can't. I can't watch it. Christina looked away. She I was like, oh, no, no. I can watch, like, when he fingers the hole, I'm like, ew. And I get that gross feeling in my stomach. But then when he pulls it out, I'm like, I can't. And then I can't watch him when he puts it in his mouth. I, I can't fucking do it. Yeah, that was really and bad. every time I'm like, and I don't fucking get grossed out, so I feel like such a pussy. Like, anytime I see that. But I'm like, why is this so disgusting? But it is fucking gross. And, and I think a lot of it, too, is because he's, like, covered in nasty shit. And you're like, Ugh. Oh, it's just so bad, dude. It's like, oh, that was just, that turns my stomach just, like, thinking, thinking about, about it. Thinking about you talking about it. I'm just like, oh, God, fuck you. It's really, it's, it's so really, gross. that is like, I mean, it's not like, oh, God, why would they do that? It's more like, oh, man, that is a test of strength right there. oh yeah yeah like um, i was like eating a sandwich like because i was starving oh, no. and i was like fuck man now i can't even I like can't enjoy this sandwich i was like i'm still gonna I, eat no, it wait a second now that i think about it i was eating it during a time where it wasn't so bad and i was trying to eat my sandwich really fast because i knew that all this shit was gonna come up and i was like oh god i gotta eat really quick i, I don't know what i was thinking making a sandwich to sit in front of the tv guys just don't ask this um, is not a movie that you eat a meal in front of. No. <laughs> My, f- okay. Your, our first introduction to the Greasy Strangler himself is one of the greatest scenes in the entire movie. The noises he makes. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the three of the tourists that were on the disco tour. So it's the Indian guy, the black guy, and then the nerdy white dude with the afro. Right. And they're outside the vending machine at the hotel and they're paprika like chips. in their underwear and he wants his paprika rig- ridge chips. He likes the ridges. He wants to stick his tongue between the ridges. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So they have this ridiculous fucking conversation because his ridge chips are stuck in the fucking machine and he can't get them out. And so they're like talking about it. And I'm pretty sure the dude, the black guy is, um, he's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. He's in like bit roles. Like the most recent, like the one I can think of was that, uh. Okay, look at his IMBD. You are right. Yes, me! He was in Adam Sandler's movies, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't know that. He always has like a little bit role. And I can't remember the most recent one that he did with uh, Drew Barrymore, because he's the African... Yeah, Blended? Blended, yeah. Yeah. He's the one that sings. <laughs> he sounds like Sebastian the I Crab didn't know that they were mermaid. in that. He was in That's My Boy. Yeah, he's in a lot of... I think he's in um, Grandma's Boy, too. He's in My Name is Earl, 17 episodes. Is he in Grandma's Boy? Yes. Yeah, because he's the African, the guy that gets the lion. Right. Yeah. My beef is strong. My beef is strong. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so he cracks me the fuck up. But so he's trying to ask the the Indian dude, like, but what are these chips made out of? And he's saying Pata. patata. Like he's saying potato, but like really fast. And it's weird. really weird, and he it's says like, it the same way every time. Yeah, and it's like a ten minute fucking segment of him asking him, "I'm sorry, but what are these chips made of?" And he just says it again and over and over. It gets kind of like annoying, twelve but it's funny. times. Yeah, but it's still funny. But anyways, here comes the greasy strangler, right? He grabs the nerdy white dude and shoves his head through the vending machine. And then the Indian guy's like, okay, on the count of three, we're going to tackle him, right? And the the black guy goes to tackle him and he just punches him in the face. It's like cartoonish. And then he pulls his fist out and it's the most fucking ridiculous cartoon face you can ever imagine. (laughs) And I 
fucking died. Yeah, it's pretty silly. That right? scene, Mouse and I will fucking rewind and replay a hundred fucking times because it is so fucking It's like stupid. he's got sucker face, you it's know, so like because he gets that punch and it's just it's very the like, indentation in this guy's head stays. Oh my God. And so his eyes are all like googly and like looking as his whole mouth and nose are caved in. It's so like who framed Roger Rabbit. Right. That I just, I, I wanted to just like cry because it was so good. Yeah, that was pretty and fun. All he, the death scenes are pretty cool. And then he strangles the Indian guy. He's like, am I dead yet? <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh my God, I'm dying. Like to die? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same when he's strangling Oinker and he's killing yeah. Oinker. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, then he's like, wait, I'm not dead yet. I'm Holy, dead yet. wait, I, I'm, the light's coming back. <laughs> The noises that they make when they when the greasy strangler dresses up is like it's like pig noises. Yeah, it's like weird, weird man. Weird primitive fucking like I don't even know. It's great. And then he when he strangles the hot dog vendor and his eyes pop out. I'm like, come on. Yeah. This is just genius. well, they have a lot of eyes that pop out, and they eat the eyeballs a lot of times too. So good. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, needs more grease. But my all time favorite scene though, Alex. Yeah. Is when he disco dances in the spotlight in the street. Oh, that was pretty funny. I can't. Yeah. And his stupid fucking disco suit. That I think that was impromptu. I With think a little bit. With the big fucking cutout across his wiener. Yeah, he's got like this mesh material where you can see his fake junk, and it's like this triangle over his crotch. It's so great. And like you can see his dick off to the side, like with these purple disco <laughs> jumpsuit. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But it's just like it like accents his penis like you can totally see it. Really, and at first I thought it was a print on, and then I was like, oh no, that's a see through. When I first saw it, so we're gonna get some really creamy cocktails. But creamy daiquiris. Let Let's go over some of our final thoughts on this, and then we'll pick a winner. Okay. Okay. And tell them why. My final thoughts on this: the point I made about the beginning about shining the light on the private life thing seems to be the main take away from this movie if there's one thing that you can take away from it it is that it's weird as spotlight i guess that's two things but whatever um if you don't like conventional film or predictability of regular films this could be the movie that you've always been dreaming of (laughs) you will probably love this film even i think if you do like that kind of stuff and like i said if you've seen kuso and you enjoyed that you'll probably enjoy this one as well on the surface it's kind of weird and silly but underneath it's just weird and silly. <laughs> There's no depth to this. It's just weird, it's and, weird silly. and silly. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a raw comedy about weird shit that you see. So that's what I think. Um, Elizabeth Durazo actually describes this movie herself as what would happen if John Waters, David Lynch, and Quentin Tarantino had a crack baby. <laughs> and I feel like, besides me stating imagine horror, you know, a horror version of Napoleon Dynamite, I feel like... I think that's a really good, uh, yeah. Hers is fucking spot on as well. I'm like, yes. It's like all these different styles, yeah. different directors, but they all kind of go the same weird push-the-limit direction. And there's always some crazy uh, comedy like mixed in there, too. This definitely reminds me a lot of John Waters and John Waters' movies. Uh, how he picks them and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah it does. And big time. Yeah, and so like if John Waters... And like the Tim and Eric. What's oh yeah, too. Tim and Eric yeah. as well. Yeah, it's like a raunchy Tim and Eric. Right. Yeah. Really, it's really weird like Tim that. And Eric. Um, so so we got <laughs> John Waters, Tim and Eric, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Dynamite, and the guy who did.
did rubber and uh, wrong, yeah, you would uh, definitely be in good company. They all got together and had a crack baby. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They all fucked, had a fuck fest, and nobody the, knew whose baby's what. Someone shout out the greasy strangler, and here there we you are. go. Here we are. But <laughs> my thoughts, just fucking watch it. Like it's it's only like an hour and twenty minutes yeah. long or some shit. It's not that fucking long. Maybe eat after. I would say eat before, but you might get a little sick. Yeah, wait. wait it, I no eat before. Give it about an hour. And oh, and Kuso. I forgot to mention Kuso was yeah. in the gangbang too. So huh. <laughs> yeah, if you guys like gangbangs too, this is all about it. Gangbangs. <laughs> I agree. I mean. I think you should see it. I don't think it's going to be everybody's thing. It's not that I it's disliked not. it. It's not going to be everybody's it's not, thing. It's not like one of the first movies I go reaching for every year or anything like that. Although I have seen it like three times, I think. Maybe twice. Just twice. But I've seen it four. What do you want to say? What, which one do you think is the best one of the two for you? Oh, the winner for me that I'm going to go back to a thousand times is The Greasy Strangler. But really? I love Hobo with a Shotgun, too, because I've seen that movie a million times as well. But... For me, like, if I want to just have a fucking good laugh, I'm going to put on the Greasy Strangler. Well, I... Because I laugh my ass off every time. I get it, but I just... I think that if I had a choice of the two... yeah. Like, you kind of have to be in the right mindset to watch the Greasy Strangler. Absolutely. It's also one of those movies that you don't need to be in a certain mindset the first time you watch it. But afterwards. But afterwards, you're like, okay, well, now I know what this is about. I'm not going to eat a sandwich while watching this movie. This is a good movie to put on when you had a really bad day. Uh, yeah. And you need a laugh. Like, uh, yeah. You need a laugh, but you still want something weird and kooky. Like, I don't know. Like, it's definitely, like we've said, it's not for fucking everybody. It's well, just my, not. Well, my pick of the two, by the way, is Hobo with a Shotgun. Shocker. And that's because, one, I like the style of it. It is insanely graphic and gory. Uh, and surprisingly, not as offensive as the Greasy Strangler. Surprisingly. <laughs> which is a lot less uh gore and graphic shit it has its bit of it, it in there yeah so it is kind of within the realm of horror in some regards just, i think a lot of fans of horror can appreciate it it's just a little overshadowed by a bunch of dicks by a bunch of little or big dicks little or big dicks yeah maybe, dicks or oversized there's no in between wiener what do you guys think though i'm curious to hear what you guys think have you seen these movies do you like these movies do you like greasy strangler do you hate greasy strangler do you hate hobo the shotgun and love greasy strangler like what tell us your thoughts i definitely think the one that's going to tear apart the most is is greasy strangler yeah yeah. people are going to hate that it's, more not, than it's not it's not that it's a bad film to me either like i just feel like hobo with the shotgun is way more accessible even though it is in the same similar depraved kind of way it's more tolerable in a lot of ways for most right people. like it's so over the top I like both of them are really over the top but i feel like there's a little bit more heart i think with yeah with hobo with a shotgun well, i mean then you, it, there's a lot more there, dick there is a great father-son story <laughs> the yeah. Strangler. yeah right and it all boils down to in the end is them building their relationship as a father and a son so there's heart in that movie too alex well the director said Don't everybody in that out. movie was extremely uh selfish and so that you really shouldn't feel bad for anybody because they just did whatever they wanted well yeah so yeah <laughs> so i don't know guys tell us what you think i um i'm hoping that you guys enjoyed that and if you haven't seen those you should definitely check them out uh both of them are up on amazon prime uh one's on i have hobo with the shotguns on hulu oh no it was on amazon too i don't i think you have to rent oh it. is it but 
if you have Prime, I think you have to rent it. It used to be, but I don't think it's on Prime anymore for free. Okay. But it is on Hulu. Um, and Greasy Strangler is free on Amazon Prime if you have uh, Prime. Okay. It's included I'd with Prime if you have it. See, I watch Hobo on Blu-ray, so yeah, I, I didn't the, even know. I have the DVD for it, too. But Okay. Like I said, that requires effort in me finding it. <laughs> so I'll just put it on You just got to put them in order. Like I have on my yeah, wall here. Fuck you. That's like hundreds of fucking movies that are in alphabetical <laughs> order that I do not have time to well, do. Well, yeah, but you, you just, when you get done, you go and you put them back. But Yeah, it's nice. It's just getting there is no. Yeah. It takes a little while. Yeah. It's a big no. It takes a little while. It's a big no. <laughs> uh, but guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Happy birthday, Brittany. I'm sorry we didn't get to do it up on the week that you did. And I, I just want to say thanks for being a part of the show. A lot of people love you having, having you on and enjoy don't. your opinion. <laughs> No, I don't know. I haven't heard that. I enjoy having you on, so thank you for... I still don't know what I'm talking about, so it's okay. Yeah, well, (laughs) hey, somebody's got to be subjected to this shit, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be the same if I didn't, you know... Like, you're getting to see shit that a lot of people, you know, who are even my close friends haven't even said, like, like that I've known for, like, 30 years, you know what I mean? So it's like, they haven't even seen these movies, and we get to share them with the world. It's fun. And you get to... We get to watch people's dicks and shit like it's pretty cool huh i'm actually being held captive send help. <laughs> help me get in your cage Brittany. i'm not here willingly. i'm cutting this out get in your cage. <laughs> <laughs> but guys wish her a happy birthday uh we will be back next week we're gonna be doing the the one uh a week until at least until i can get this work done with the music which i let Brittany hear it so she got to hear some of it. I sent it off to uh, the person who also heard it and is really getting into it. So I think I struck gold. So we'll see how it goes. So, But we'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode. And I hope you guys have a great week. Stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday for a brand